Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmuduhu ve nesalli ala Resulü el-Kerim. Amma ba. Alhamdulillah. Tonight is the 30th of January in the year 2024. And inshallah to now spend a few sessions discussing the important subject of one's health. So indeed on many occasions our beloved Messenger he guided us to many different forms of natural medicines to bolster your physical health. So let's look at a few. So the first coping, hijama. Our beloved Messenger he said Alaykum bil hijamati fi jawzatil kamahduwat fa'innaha shifa'un min ithnayni wa sab'ina da'a. Use cupping on the nape cavity for it cures 72 kinds of ailments. Use cupping on the nape cavity for it cures 72 kinds of ailments. This is recorded in Tabarani, Al-Hedami in Majma Az-Zawaid 5-94, who stated it's Hassan. So two things are mentioned here. The first is cupping. But then the Prophet gave you a location. He said, cup on the nape cavity. So this is between the shoulder blades. Below your neck, between the shoulder blades. He then said, فَإِنَّهَا شِفَاءٌ مِنِ اثْنَيْنِ وَسَبْعِينَ دَاءٌ for it cures 72 kinds of ailments. So even if you take it literally, which one of us does not want a cure for 72 illnesses? But if you take it even metaphorically, it means many illnesses. It's a cure for many illnesses. Hafiz ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyya He added in his book, Healing with the Medicine of the Prophet Sallallahu page 72 of the English translation. It is further related that when Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal needed coping on the nape cavity, he did it on the two sides of the nape, but not on the cavity itself. <laughs> so the only discrepancy is where exactly should you get coped. But around between the shoulder blades is the area which the Prophet indicated. Are there any specific Days where the Prophet encourages cooking, it is preferred to be cooked on the 17th, 19th, or 21st of the lunar months. So you don't go by the calendar we're using, you know, for our worldly needs and necessities. I January, February, forget that. It's the Islamic months. So the 17th, or the 19th, or the 21st of the Islamic months. Why? Sayyidina Anas radiyallahu he said Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to be cooked on the jugular veins and the upper part of the back on the 17th, 19th or 21st i.e. day of the month. This is recorded in Tirmidhi and Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi stated Sahih. So the servant of our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said I noticed that he would cope on the jugular veins. Obviously, the jugular veins are here. So notice there's different areas. 
what he said, and on the upper part of the bike, when the 17th, 19th, or 21st. <laughs> so it's very important that the night comes first. So if you go by the Islamic days and nights, the night comes first. So if you say the 17th, and you do it on the 17th night, that comes first. The day is, so let's say Sunday night, for example, is 17th night. Monday till Maghrib is the 17th. If you go past Monday, Maghrib, you've gone into the 18th. So it's important that you get the timing right. 17th, 19th or 21st. Why were these days pointed out by the Prophet Sayyidina Anas, he relates that our beloved messenger said, those who intend to have coping, let them do that on the 17th, 19th or 21st to prevent the septic blood from causing death to one of you. Those who intend to have coping, let them do that on the 17th, 19th or 21st to prevent the septic blood from causing death to one of you. This is it recorded in Ibn Majah and Shaykh al-Bani stated Sahih. So now what's interesting, the Prophet is telling you clearly Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that if your blood is not pure, it can kill you. <laughs> Septic blood, many ailments. And what's interesting, when you go into the hospital, immediately they start taking blood out of you. Urine, blood. Why? Because they want to know if you're ill. And they can work it out from the blood count. They can detect all ailments from the blood, ranging from cancer all the way down. So here the Prophet told you, if you cook, this is your intention. Your intention is to prevent the septic blood from killing you, getting rid of the blood. Now what's interesting, is there a natural filter for blood, an outlet? And the answer is there's no outlet, but the kidneys obviously purify the blood. If your kidneys fail, you have to do dialysis. And that's very painful. Coping is the only outlet for blood. The Prophet was highlighting this because it gets rid of septic blood. And these nights or days which the Prophet mentioned, there must be some very significant reason for that. He mentioned those nights and days. And similarly, Abu Huraira, he relates that our beloved messenger said, those who have coping on the 17th, 19th or 21st will be cured from every disease. This is in Abu Dawood and Shaykh al-Bani stated, Sahih. Those who have coping on the 17th, 19th or 21st will be cured from every disease. So it's good for everything. But now do you take it literally? So Hafiz ibn Qayyim rahmatullahi he clarified. In his book, Healing with the Medicine of the Prophet Sallallahu page 73 of the English translation, every disease mentioned in the hadith means blood-related diseases. Every disease mentioned in the hadith means the blood-related diseases. So anything which is linked to the blood, it will cure it, inshallah, with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So note, these are gifts given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's created it, he's, he's designed this, he knows what's best for us. And he goes, coping on the 17th, 19th or 21st. But don't forget, don't use the Western calendar. Right? And also, what's interesting, if you pinpoint these nights and days, you've got nothing to worry about, whatever day it is. 
But if you go by the days themselves, not the nights or days of the months, there's only really two days that are safe. And the days are Mondays and Thursdays. <laughs> right? So if you going by days, use that as a gauge. Monday or Thursday get cooked. But like I said, Monday starts Sunday after Maghrib. Lunar month. Don't use the Western calendar, right? And etc. etc. So and also when the Prophet was going on the Isra, he said, I didn't go past an angel which didn't mention to me, tell your ummah to get cooked. There is no shafar like it. So the angels were encouraging this also to get cooked. So this is the MOT. <laughs> People say we've got an MOT for the car, we've got an MOT for this and that. What about your own body? What's the MOT? Cooking. Who should cook? So cooking is a medicine, a person who knows how to cook, no problem. But the scholars say the person who's pious, because it's also an act of worship. <laughs> so ideally, you need a person with knowledge who's outwardly pious, who can do this. And of course, he needs to have knowledge, because if he doesn't know what he's doing, he might cause more harm than good. <laughs> if you get cooked on a wrong day, the Prophet goes, he can kill you. <laughs> One report says blood doesn't stop flowing if you get cooked on a certain day. You bleed to death. <laughs> Right? So again, it's not as simple as saying, I'm going to get cooked, right? And who did he go to? He goes, I went to a Chinese herbalist. <laughs> right? <laughs> what was he going to do to you? <laughs> and then he goes, no, no, he, you know, he, he, he cooks. What does he know about the Islamic dates? <laughs> what does he know about the Islamic places where the Prophet told you to get cooked? <laughs> so again, be careful. So cooking is one of the great blessings Allah has given us. Another thing which occurs to brothers and sisters is that sometimes they end up with illnesses which causes boils or pimples. Mm. So with regards to boils, we have the following interesting report. Mm. One of our mothers, Radiyallahu said, Once Rasulullah came by when I had a boil on my finger. He thereupon said, Do you have the reader? I Arum, a beautiful white and yellow scented plant. Mm. I said, yes. Mm. He thereupon said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, place it on the boil. Mm. Thereupon say, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who transforms the large to the small and the small to the large, make what I am suffering from small. Mm. So that's okay. So this is recorded in Hakim Ibn Asini and many other references. So look how strange, you know, on the face of it, you got a boil, you got a, our mother had a boil on the finger. So the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, do you have varida? In English it's called arum or erum. It's a beautiful white and yellow scented plant. All he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was place that plant on the boil and then make the supplication which he mentioned. So what have they discovered? Hafiz ibn Qayyim, rahmatullah alayhi. He clarified in his book, Healing with the Medicine of the Prophet page 73 of the English translation. The reader is an Indian remedy made of the Arum cane. So even before moving on, sign of Nabooth, how did a man in the Arabian Peninsula talk about an Indian uh, Arum cane? Then the Sheikh said, in the Sahih, it is related that our mother Aisha said, 
I perfume Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with my hand using the reader during the farewell hajj, during the state of ihram and otherwise. So when you're putting your ihram on, to put atr on after the ihram is forbidden. But to put it on before his sunnah. So our mother Aisha radiyallahu said, I perfume Rasulullah with the reader before he put the ihram on. Then the Shaykh said, the boil is a growth that results from hot, harmful septic substances that push towards the skin to find a way out of the body. The boil needs to be mature and to then be opened and extracted, such as by using the reader, which helps extract the septic matter from the boil, along with giving a good aroma. In addition, the reader soothes the hotness of the boil. This is why the author of Al-Qanun, he said, there is no better remedy for fire burns than the reader when it is blended with rose essence and vinegar. So again, if you look at what they're finding out, everything the Prophet is saying, obviously, is completely in line with what it's used for. It's like it was designed for that. So what they discovered about the reader, it helps to extract septic matter and it gives a pleasant smell. Why? Because when a boil, you know, you need to make sure it's clean. Antiseptic. Yeah, you know, that's septic. You need antiseptic. So what did they use? Because we use wipes now. <laughs> but the reader is an antiseptic. And when you put it on, it's cool. Boil is hot, you notice. If you have a boil, you notice it's like, it's, you feel like it's really hot. When it pops, you get that kind of, you know, release from the pressure. The reader is cool. It's antiseptic, it's cool. It extracts the filth. And then it says, even for fire burns, the reader should be used. And it goes blended with rose essence and vinegar. So note the Prophet is mentioning this as well, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Invasive surgery. So now what's interesting? Invasive surgery obviously is common now. A person is put to sleep using anesthetic and then they start doing surgery. Open heart surgery, etc, etc. So they go open, they get to wherever the problem is and they start trying to correct. Is that mentioned in the traditions? With regards to tumors, Rasulullah's remedy requires a precise incision. Abu Huraira he said, Rasulullah once ordered a doctor to incise an abscess on the abdomen of a man. He was thereupon asked, Does medicine like this help Ya Rasulullah? The Prophet said, He who sent down the disease has also sent down whatever he wills of cure. This is recorded in Bazaar, Al-Haytami in Majma Az-Zawaid 5-999, but there's a weakness in the chain of transmission. So if you look at the report, the Prophet gave the order, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that there should be a coat on the stomach of a man to get rid of an abscess within. So the man, he asked, does, does this help Ya Rasulullah? He goes, the one who sent the disease has sent the cure, meaning this is part of the treatment. So now, this hadith has a weakness, but it has supporting texts. For instance, there's a hadith. The hadith is in Tirmidhi and Mishkat, and the meaning of the hadith, the Prophet said, 
when Allah the Almighty and Glorious gives the rewards to those who were ailing on the earth, then the people who were healthy will say, O oh, our Lord, why did you not cut our skin with scissors? <laughs> o oh, our Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, why did you not cut our skin with scissors? This is the hadith. The commentators of the hadith state, why do the people say when they see the rewards for those who are ill? They could have mentioned anything. They could have said, for instance, Ya Allah, why didn't you make us ill? Did they say that? No. Why didn't you give us a headache? They didn't say that. What was the words they all utter on the day of judgment? Why didn't you cut our skin with scissors? Invasive surgery. So when a person is having an operation where they have to basically cut him open, that is what the Prophet was talking about. This is what people will wish. Now think about that. When you see a person who has invasive surgery, do you want to be like that person? Of course not. But how comforting is that? If you tell that person before the operation. So imagine he's, you know, he's thinking, you know, if it doesn't go well, you got my will and he's really worried about death. And you respond by saying, you don't know how lucky you are. His response is going to think, what is this guy on about? I'm just going into operation. He's coming out with jokes. And he goes, no, I'm not joking. Then he called the hadith to them. He goes, that's on the day of judgment. So here, that's a proof. The Prophet was in, you know, saying this is part of the medicinal sciences. Hafiz ibn Qayyim in his book, Healing with the Medicine of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, page 1312 of the English translation, he said, the hadith states that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ordered a doctor to incise a tumor on a man's stomach that was filled with putrid or rotten fluid. This procedure is dangerous. Although the hadith, if proven authentic, allows using this method, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the best knowledge. Subhanallah, by giving permission for this procedure, the vision of modern surgery was opened even though after seven centuries, these surgical operations were still doubted by many doctors. So what's interesting, if you go back to the time of the Prophet, they thought this is crazy. <laughs> That you're cutting a person open. <laughs> Even seven centuries after the Prophet, they were still arguing. <laughs> There's no benefit in cutting a person open. You need to give them medicine and treatment. But now it's common knowledge. You have to. <laughs> Sometimes it's essential that the person will die. They'll even say, look, if you don't operate, you're going to die. <laughs> How did the Prophet know that? <laughs> so not again everything he's telling you. But note, it has to be through the people of knowledge. <laughs> There was a companion, Abu Dardah, he's actually called Hakim al-Ummah, the physician of this Ummah. But he was giving you know, tips to people who were ill. He goes, you take this, you take that. So Salman al-Farsi heard about this and he sent him a letter. And he said, be careful. If you are not qualified and something happens, you are liable. After that, Abu Dardah said, I'm not an expert, I'm only giving you advice. So liability is part of our deen as well. Right? So yes, you can take it, but the person says, well, I'm not a doctor, I'm just giving you advice. But a doctor, obviously, he's ill, that's why the Prophet praised the doctor. The Prophet said, No, the cure is known to those who know and unknown to others. 
So who is he praising? He is praising the, the physician. He knows the cure. He has got ilm. Now what is interesting? The longest you know, training for any profession is the medicinal profession. Look how complicated the human body is. You get experts who spend decades and they're all they're an expert in is one organ of the body. So even if you don't even know the science, you're thinking, how long do you, you know, for example, you want to be a dentist. How much time do you need to learn about teeth? And they come out with their figures. There's years and then practice and this, that. You're thinking, just for teeth. Another person, he say, what about you? He says, I'm an optician. He says, how long does it take for you to be an optician? He goes, years. Another person, the hearing. Another person, kidneys. Right? So no, that's just organs. So and Allah Ta'ala is praising those people who learn that science. Imam Shafi'i was a doctor. The reason he became a doctor was because once he went to a non-Muslim and he goes, this is bad. So he became a doctor. He didn't just go to, you know, and then he became a, you know, people think, you know, normally when he's a doctor, that's the highest profession, but for him it was a low profession. Fresh air. Strange. People will tell you, if you're feeling down, go into the peak district, go and get some fresh air down your lungs. And you hear it all the time. Is that something which is just an old wife tale? Or is it actually true? There's Shafai in clean air. Clean, fresh air contains medicinal properties. This is amazing. Our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when the Najm appears, every epidemic is removed from every land. When the Najm appears, every epidemic is removed from every land. This is in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad 2-341 is Hassan. So now what does Najm mean? If you go to the Arabs, they say it either means a star or it means herbs. So, what did the Prophet say? When the Najm appears, every epidemic is removed from the land. So here he was referring to herbs. When herbage grows, it goes the epidemic leaves. Hafiz ibn Qayyim, rahmatullahi in his book, Healing with the Medicine of the Prophet, page 57 of the English translation, he explained, the Najm is said to mean the star or the plants that appear in spring. That's the word, right? So it's not just trees. It's when the plants appear in spring. And then he quotes a verse. In Surah Ar-Rahman, Surah 55, verse 6, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Audhu billahi minash shaitan rajim وَالنَّجْمُ وَالشَّجَرُ And the herbs and the trees both prostrate themselves. And the herbs and the trees both prostrate themselves. Then Ibn Qayyim said, this means during spring. Because it is the season when the trees are at their prime and thus the epidemics are removed. So think about it. Surah Ar-Rahman is called Urus, the bride. Meaning, it's a great help for your needs. There's secrets in Surah Ar-Rahman. Here's one secret. Allah Ta'ala says, and when Najm was Shajar, yes, Judan, and the herbs and the trees prostrate themselves. What does that mean? It means that there's blessings in that. Which of your Lord's blessings do you deny? None of your blessings. So what's the blessing for us there? Herbs and trees. 
It means that it's spring. So Allah Ta'ala is telling you in the Quran, make use of this fresh, you know, herbage that's emerged. Hafiz ibn Kayyib also said in his book, Healing with the Medicine of the Prophet وسلم, page 56 of the English translation, we should state that the best season of the year is spring, especially with respect to the air. Hippocrates said, Autumn carries the worst types of ailments and deadly sicknesses. Spring, on the other hand, is the best season and has the least occurrences of death. Hippocrates, the hypocritical, is it hypocritical? I will get confused. The doctors have taken off. Sounds like hypocritical oath, but it means, you know, you got to like try and save a person no matter what. But Hippocrates was a very famous physician. Look what he said. Where did he get this knowledge from? Autumn carries the worst types of ailments and deadly sicknesses. Why is that? Because the trees are dying again. Spring, on the other hand, is the best season, the least occurrences of death. Hafiz ibn Qayyim also said, Rahmatullah, in his book, Healing with the Medicine of the Prophet, page 52-3 of the English translation, unhealthy air plays a major role in causing plague. This usually happens in the latter part of summer and in the autumn. The plague usually strikes three areas, under the arms, behind the ear and the tip of the nose and all the soft tissues of the body. Sayyidah Aisha relates that she asked Rasulullah about the plague and he said, a gland that is similar to the camel's gland which appears in the tender parts of the stomach and under the arms. This is recorded in Ahmed in his Musnad 6-145 with a Hassan chain of transmission. So now, very interesting. Plague. Plagues, what causes it? Unhealthy air. So when you get a lot of dead bodies that are not being buried, that causes disease or water that's not pure. Stagnant, you know, filthy water, it causes illnesses. Why? Because it affects the air. Now the fruitcakes, they walk up. This, they used to say, and this shows that they're always, you know, trying to work things out, but they never apologize. You never hear them, I've never heard them apologize. They used to say, put socks on when you go on planes. Put tight socks on, because you can get thrombosis, deep vein thrombosis, blood clots. Then they found out that it wasn't got nothing to do with that. It's to, it's to do with the very poor quality air that circulated in the plane. That's what's causing the blood clots. So think about that. Should we get shocked over that? No, but we left our deen. Well, you just reinvented the wheel. Our Prophet talked about this 1,400 years ago. And that's why when you notice when you go into a car <laughs> and you're going on a long journey and you start without younger air, you know, air conditioning, if you put that other air on, even if it's cold, you think, well, I don't feel my master's going dry. Tear it up, brother. Open the window, right? Because why? Because you need clean air. Air affects you. And what about those bachari who work in mines? Right? You know, you, you know, think about those illnesses those you know people get. And all of this is because of lack of knowledge. But the Prophet told us all these things. There's one other report to finish. Very interesting. In Sayyid Muslim, number 5255, in the chapter on drink, Sayyidina Jabir ibn Abdullah radiyallahu anhu our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, cover the vessels, tie up the water skins. 
For there is one night in the year in which pestilence descends. And it does not pass by any vessel that is not covered or any water skin that is not tied up, but some of that pestilence descends into it. <laughs> so let's look at this Sayyid Hadith recorded in Muslim. The Prophet said, Always cover your vessels, tie up your water skins. So now you got cups. So how did the Prophet place cups? He placed them like this, upside down. <laughs> Don't leave them upward, right? Because that, you know, going against the, you need to cover it. So obviously a cup is open, just turn it over, it's covered by the surface. Why? There is one night in the year. Think about that. We don't know what night is. There is one night in the year in which pestilence descends. Disease. And that pestilence does not leave any vessel unless it is covered. Some of that pestilence will enter. So this seems to indicate it's bacteria. What is that night? Laith ibn Sa'ad, who is a person in the chain of this hadith. So they know the hadith best. Why? Because they heard it going back to the Prophet. So Laith ibn Sa'ad, he said, فَلَآجِمُ إِنْدَنَا يَتَّقُونَ ذَلِكَ فِي قَانُونَ الْأَوَّلِ the non-Arabs amongst us protect themselves against that in Qanun al-Awwal. Mm. What is Qanun al-Awwal? This is in reference to a Roman month. It is said, it is December. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> right? And this is recorded in Sayyid Muslim, number 5256 in the chapter on drinks. Look how Shaitan is playing with these fruitcakes. <laughs> When's your festivity month? December. <laughs> Thank you. And what do you do during the festivities? Knock him back. <laughs> knock him back, right? And he goes, obviously, knock him back. You got a problem there because it's alarm anyway. <laughs> if you tell him, do you cover it? Forget about covering. You're taking intoxicants. <laughs> and then what happens? Great strain on the health service. <laughs> Worst time, winter. He goes, the NHS is on his knees. <laughs> so, December or thereabouts, meaning it could be maybe early January, maybe late November. But keep the utensils covered as they say, otherwise you might get ill. And think about that, subhanAllah. So note, when it comes to even health, our beloved messenger gave us important guidelines. And he wasn't sent for this. He was sent for this to save us from the fire. But he also gave you the good of the world. If you don't act upon it, you're not sinful. Everything I've said, you're not sinful if you don't act upon it. But... If you harm, you get harmed. You've only got yourselves to blame. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Are there any questions you let us? SubhanAllah bihamdi, subhanak Allahumma bihamdi ka ishru la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka atu barika wa bihamdi ka ishru la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka atu barika wa bihamdi ka ishru la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka atu barika wa bihamdi ka ishru la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa bihamdi ka ishru la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka atu barika wa bihamdi ka ishru la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka atu barika wa bihamdi ka ishru la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka atu barika wa bihamd